name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. So a couple of weeks ago at the 7 o'clock Mass, I mentioned a book written by an Italian author in the 14th century called Dante's Inferno. So this book is the journey of a man who dies, and he makes his way before his final judgment through heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's not an official church uh, reading or, or document, but many popes have said, you know what, it's good for the Christian imagination to kind of have an idea of what happens after we die in purgatory, in hell, um, in heaven. And so it's a journey of his own life after he's passed away, before his own judgment that takes place. In his journey through heaven, hell, and purgatory, Dante in his book comes across a group of people. So as he's going from heaven and then to hell and then to purgatory, he comes across this group of people who are outside of the gates of hell and they're not in heaven. They're kind of nowhere, if you think about it. They're in limbo. So they're nowhere, and they're, they, they're, nowhere, they're nowhere really to, they have no place to go. And so instead, but instead, they're outside again the gates of heaven and hell because they didn't love God enough, right? They didn't love God enough, so heaven didn't want them. Heaven didn't accept them. But hell also didn't want them either. Now that may sound a little bit weird, right? But this people, these people who their souls, after they pass away, Heaven, sorry, can't come in. Hell, we don't want you either. And hell says, doesn't say no to anybody. So who are these people? And he says that these people are the souls that while they were on earth didn't stand for God or didn't stand against God. They didn't say, God, I love you. And they didn't say, God, I hate you. And he says not only that, they didn't stand for God, they didn't stand against God, but they never stood for anything while they were living. They're just comfortable. I don't want to take a side. I don't want to say my position. You do you. I'll do me. And so he says that these souls will suffer in outside the gates of heaven and hell. They'll be in this for all of eternity. They'll suffer in two ways. Right? He says for all of eternity they will be running after a white flag that has no symbol on it because they stood for no cause while they were on earth. They didn't choose a side. They didn't care about God. They didn't care, they didn't care one way or another. It's in between. And he says, the second way they'll suffer for all of eternity, they will be stung by bees and wasps because when they were alive and never chose a side or cause, they lived a safe and unfeeling life. So by being stung by insects, they will be forced to feel something painful for all of eternity. Sometimes when we think of hell, we think of fire, and we think of you know, the devil coming after us with this pitchfork. That's not really what happens, right? That hell is so painful because it's an absence of God. But he says, Dante in his book, he says, the people who are in between, who never took a side, right? These are the people who will be forced to feel because they didn't really feel on earth. They never went in there and felt. I don't care. You need my help? I don't care. You don't need my help? I don't care. Just really in between. And so those souls that are stuck in between we don't want you in heaven and you're not welcome in hell are what we call in the spiritual life as lukewarm Catholics. Lukewarm Christians. And brothers and sisters, there have been a lot of studies that have been done lately. Believe it or not, the most lukewarm Catholics are the ones who go to Mass on Sunday, who go to confession sometimes, claim to pray, and even tithe. So reality check for me too. A lukewarm Catholic, right? And Jesus tells us what he thinks about lukewarm Catholics. 
He tells us in the last book of, uh, in the Bible, in Revelation, Jesus speaks to Christians in this location called Losidia. And he says, I know your works. So he's talking to them. These are new Christians, people who said, we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. Very similar to all of us here. And he says, Jesus says this, he says, I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Ouch. Not spit you out of my mouth, right? To spit something out of your mouth, I intentionally want out of my mouth. To vomit it is, means it doesn't, it doesn't stick right in my, in, my, in my body. My body actually rejects it. So Jesus is saying, you can't be lukewarm. And he's saying to these people, you're not hot and you're not cold. What are you? You're not on fire and you're not ice. You just don't care. The lukewarm Christian, again, is neither hot nor cold. He just doesn't care. Either way, when it comes to their relationship with Jesus, I don't care. God's will, I don't really care. Promptings from the Holy Spirit to help or love others, I don't really care. Never committing to anything. The lukewarm Catholic just continues to hit the snooze button when it comes to their relationship with Jesus. I'll get to it. They love the word tomorrow. To grow my relationship with Jesus, tomorrow. Oh, when Lent comes or when Advent gets here. Constantly hitting the snooze button on our relationship with Jesus when it comes to the things of God. Lukewarm Catholics are very comfortable. Very comfortable. So the rich man in today's gospel, maybe you think, okay, so what does this have to do with today's gospel? The rich man in today's gospel, brothers and sisters, he was lukewarm. He was lukewarm. The rich man didn't choose one way or another. He didn't care for Lazarus, and he didn't say, get away from me, Lazarus. He wasn't hot, he wasn't cold, and, he's, and we're told this, and laying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. We're told this man is rich. This man didn't go to hell. He wasn't suffering torment because he was rich. He was suffering torment because he was lukewarm. If he's a rich man, he probably has a table from here to here. If as Chaldeans, we have a table from here to here, how about this rich man who has a table from here down the street? And it says he dined sumptuously each day, which means he had a lot of food. So that means you'd have to have a big table. So him being lukewarm, he didn't say to Lazarus, get up. These dogs are licking your sores. Come sit at my table. And he didn't say, get away from me either. You annoy me every day you're here. He didn't say one or the other. He didn't pick a side. He didn't choose. He didn't stand for God. He didn't stand against God. He could care less. He wasn't willing to feel the things of God. He wasn't willing to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit that were saying, this man has dignity. I don't care. He's not, a, he's not, a, he's not doing anything to, to annoy me. He just didn't choose a side. The rich man never dared to commit to love, and so he never knew joy or he never knew pain. He never knew delight. He never knew distress. He was comfortably numb. And brothers and sisters, some of us here, we're here every week, we're comfortably numb. I'll get to it later. We must wake up. We have to wake up. Because the enemy, if it says in the scriptures that Jesus spits the lukewarm person out of his mouth, the enemy loves and celebrates when we're lukewarm in our faith. 
And since this rich man decided on earth to never choose a side or cause or to ever feel, he is forced to feel for all of eternity, we're told in the gospel, and he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. He is forced now for all of eternity to feel, and it's not a good feeling. So brothers and sisters, are we feeling do we see the Lazaruses in our lives? Or are we just like, I don't care? The opposite of lukewarm would be passion. Somebody with passion is not lukewarm. Think of somebody who, um, who's very passionate about sports, right? Because we're going to take a look at what it looks like for sports, right? If you're passionate about sports, you can name your favorite team. You can name the team that you don't like. You can name all the players on your team that you like. You can talk about their stats. You can talk about how they've done. You can talk about everything. You wear their colors. You rock their jersey. Why? It's because I'm passionate about that. And that's cool, good. That's great. But we're called to have a very similar passion when it comes to our faith in Jesus. If I'm rocking the jersey of this team and I'm willing to talk about it and I'm proudly telling people who I'm rooting for and whatnot and I know all the players on their team but I don't know much about Christ or the people that he's sending me to help, great sign of lukewarmness. Great sign of lukewarmness. And I'm not judging anybody here. I'll say that. As I was preparing this homily, there are areas in my life where I can be lukewarm. And I need to step it up. I need to wake up. It's not about doing more. It's about waking up. So what are some signs of some, someone who's passionate? Because if the opposite is lukewarm, what are some signs that we can look for of somebody who's actually passionate? A passionate person isn't afraid to talk about their faith. Think about that. A lukewarm person, when they're, you know, somebody says, how was your weekend? It was good. Not choosing a side, I'm not really engaging and feeling a certain way. Somebody who's passionate actually wants to tell the person that they had a great weekend. I went to church. I had an amazing. I heard an amazing homily from an amazing priest named Father Brian, who's so humble. <laughs> and he talked about lukewarmness. And he talked about what are some signs of lukewarmness. Because if I'm passionate about my faith, I want other people to come to know Jesus. If I'm passionate about my faith I, faith, I want people to learn and not to torment, be tormented later in the afterlife. So I want to talk about my faith. Because a passionate person isn't afraid to say what they believe in. Another sign, a passionate person doesn't sit back when someone says something contradicting to what you and I believe in as Catholics. The lukewarm person is like, I don't really want to engage. I don't want confrontation. But I know the truth. And if I know the truth and I don't want to say anything, there is no passion there. That's a sign that I become very lukewarm. So a passionate person, right? When we hear all different kinds of things, I don't need to confess my sins to a priest. Well, do we know? Because if I'm passionate about my faith, I know why I confess my sins to a priest. And I'm priest and I'm willing to bring that up because that's contradicting to what we believe in as Catholics. Or someone who says all Christian denominations are the same. It doesn't really matter if you go to a Catholic church or not. No, do I step up and say, that's actually wrong. Listen, I love you and I care about you, but you're wrong. 
hey, it's my body. I can do what I want. It's just a lump of, of, of cells that we're learning and that, that our, our professors are saying in medical school. No, excuse me. I don't agree with you. This is wrong. But the lukewarm person is just treads the waters, very calm, no ripples. I just want to not engage. A passionate person is continuing to grow in their spiritual lives. Again, if most lukewarm Catholics are the ones who go to Mass every single Sunday, pray often, go to confession a few times a week, and tithe, then if that's what we've been doing for a year and we're in the same place in a year and we haven't actually stepped up our, or beefed up our spiritual lives, we have fallen to lukewarmness. I have to challenge myself. I have to be willing to say, I want to grow in my faith with Jesus. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to be in the same place. I don't want to be hot or cold. I want to be passionate. I'm sorry, I want to be hot. I don't want to be cold about my faith. I want to be passionate about Jesus. Because if I'm just checking off the box, that's boring. If I'm not studying my faith, I'm not growing in my faith, I'm not reading the scriptures, brothers and sisters, this is boring. The passionate person never stops learning about their Catholic faith. Never. Never. And finally, a passionate person does not ignore the promptings, the feelings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is constantly prompting us throughout our day. Constantly. It could do with people. Hey, that person needs you. Hey, check on your daughter. Or your mom might need this. Or call this person. Or forgive that person. If we're not, if we have fallen to lukewarmness, we are only thinking about ourselves. I'm going to save my little box. I'm not going to choose a side. And I'm not going to feel. Let's feel now rather than feel later. Get out of your box. Get, let's get out of our boxes. So am I listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Not only with people, but also when it comes to prayer. Hey, go to the Adoration Chapel. Again, the, the lukewarm Catholic just continues to hit snooze. I'll go to the adoration tomorrow. For Lent, I'm going to really step up my game. Or, I'm, you know, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you should, I want you to read the scriptures. Well, it's boring. I, I get confused. The lukewarm Catholic has a million excuses of why they don't want to step up their spiritual lives. I want to stay where I've been for years, and that never becomes passion. That's redundancy and boring, and that's not how Jesus wants us to live. We are supposed to be on fire with the Holy Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean grab a horn and a microphone and stand on the corner of Royal Oak and preach the gospel. No, there is an internal fire that Christ promised that we should live. So, brothers and sisters, the rich man in today's gospel was lukewarm. He didn't choose one way or another to care for Lazarus, and he didn't dismiss Lazarus. He was, he was neither hot nor cold. The lukewarm Christian Catholic might go to Mass every Sunday, pray daily, and go to confession and tithe, but they're neither hot or cold. They just don't care either way when it comes to their relationship with Jesus. I don't really care what his will is. I don't really care about the promptings to help and love others. And many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. And what will Jesus find in your soul, and what will he find in my soul? Will Jesus find... A lukewarm soul that is afraid of talking about their faith sits back and doesn't say anything when their Catholic faith is mocked, isn't growing in their spiritual life, and ignores the promptings of the Holy Spirit because I just don't care. I just don't want to. 
Or will Jesus find a passionate soul that is not afraid of talking about their faith, who doesn't sit back when their Catholic faith is mocked, is growing in their spiritual life, and doesn't ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit? So brothers and sisters, all of us, myself included, have a very important decision to make. So sit here for a minute, make a decision, and with no judgment, ask yourself, am I a lukewarm Catholic, or am I passionate for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen?